Welcome to Joy Sounds, music you need to know, presenting the brightest emerging and breaking artists. This podcast is about who's next and who you will want to follow. And who knows, you might discover your next favorite artist. Here's your host, Chris Sampson. Hello, everybody, and thanks so much for listening to Joy Sounds, music you need to know. On today's episode, we feature Music Carolyn. Music Carolyn embodies the spirit of Joy Sounds because you can immediately tell the joy she gets from singing. Music Carolyn talks about her affinity for Hawaii and how she sees nature as the ideal backdrop for her music. She recently released a Latin jazz-flavored remix of her single, Just So You Know, from her debut album, Fireworks and Oceans, available on all streaming platforms. But today, Music Carolyn gives an intimate acoustic version of Just So You Know, along with two other songs she performs live from the Joy Sound Studio, including her original song, Satisfied, and I See Me and You. It was such a pleasure to talk with Music Carolyn, and I think you'll love this conversation. So let's get the episode started with Music Carolyn performing Satisfied on Joy Sounds. Satisfaction 
That's all I want Peace, love And satisfaction And that was Satisfied by Music Carolyn. And it's my pleasure to welcome Music Carolyn to the Joy Sound Studio. Nice to have you. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, yeah. And a special thanks to Hubie Wong on guitar. Yes. Beautiful Hubie, playing. Hubie is amazing. He yeah. plays with so many amazing artists, and um, I'm just happy to have him. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's nice to have him. Nice yeah. to hear you. Watching you perform is so wonderful because it's clear you love doing this. I really do. Yeah. I really do. There's just a part of me that people like working out. Some people like taking hikes. I just love singing. I love the physical act of singing. I can tell, and I almost kind of wish I could cram all of our listeners into the room to watch <laughs> you, but th- that's good. They one should, day, one day. One day, and yeah, they should they should make sure that they keep their eyes out for when you perform. I, as a listener, can't help but have a good time while watching you perform. Thank you. And the other thing that I really enjoy about your music is your songwriting style. You really tell it like it is. There is no extra layers to the lyric it's like you just are going to say exactly what's on your mind and exactly what the emotion is i do i do you get taught when you first start songwriting you're almost posing right so you try to come up with the most colorful words and most crazy idioms and the best metaphors that life could ever bring you right and then you realize well this is inauthentic I don't talk like this. And if I were telling someone about how I feel, I wouldn't say this. And ultimately, a song is supposed to be this connection between it's a one on one conversation. Yeah. And I've always wanted my songs to feel like a one on one conversation because no matter how many people are in a concert, I want them to feel like we're talking. I actually had to peel back some of my lyrics and peel back some things that I would say because it wasn't authentic. Give me a little bit of history. What's what's your musical background? I always say that I've been singing since I was in the womb because my mother is a choir director. And as soon as I could walk, I was required to be in the choir <laughs> at whatever church she decided no to play choice. at. That's the way it goes. <laughs> there was yeah. no choice. And actually, um, when I was a child, I really hated singing because I was just, ain't you Cherie's daughter? <laughs> you know, and ah. I say ain't because I'm from the South because that's what they would say. Yeah. And so I would generally have to like sing on cue all the time. And so it kind of soured me. So much of my childhood, I kind of played sports, even through high school. Yeah. And then when I went off to college, I just missed it so much um, because my, my mother would play every day. You know, we had a grand piano in the house and everything. And she would play every day. So going away to college and not having that, it just killed me. And I was yeah. like, oh, man, I got to sing again. <laughs> and that's when I really started to explore uh, an individual career, if you will, in music outside of the gospel world and in a way that was more R&B, soul music, yeah. jazz. Yeah. But it still seems like gospel is still at the foundation it's, of It is of the concrete yeah. <laughs> foundation yeah. and the frame of the house. I really do see singing as a gift. And I say that meaning it's something that has to be given away. Mm-hmm. And you have to give it away just as you got it. And I feel like my mother gave me the gift of gospel and all of that. And so 
just the way, even though my messaging may be different. So was it in, in your college uh, sort of training and experience that you started getting introduced to Ella Fitzgerald and Billie Holiday, the other yes. influences that I hear in your yes. voice? Yes. So I, I talked about my mom, but because she's a musician, she also made me go through classical music training. So I okay. played clarinet. That was my first instrument. So coming up, I had vocal lessons and I had... I played clarinet. And then by college, like I said, I was not under my mother's roof anymore. So I started to explore and I was in the music program at my school uh, at the university I went to, Valparaiso University. And that's why I was where I was really able to meet performing musicians, Mm -hmm. musicians who Mm -hmm. really were jazz musicians at heart. And that's where, yeah, the Ella and Sarah Vaughn and, you know, even the soul music artists, you know, Jill Scott and Indyari and a lot of those. So after I left Valparaiso, uh, this is what I call studying abroad. (laughs) So for those college students listening, there are study abroad programs that are still in the United States. And so I did a study abroad program in Chicago. Yeah, got it. An hour away from my actual university. (laughs) So I could actually afford to live in Chicago. And that's where I was really able to explore the arts because they literally put us in this like real world type of artist community. Yeah. But it was at my final semester in college. So we went to Chicago and our only job was to critique each other, critique other people's art and find a band and find an internship in the music industry. Chicago, that live music scene, you could go see any any extremely successful vocalist at any point every night. I mean, Kurt Elling comes to mind. I used to go see him at the Green Mill for $9, $10. You had to stand outside for hours sometimes if you got there too late, but you could watch him for four hours. Yeah. Sing all night. Yeah. 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 Sing all night. And so now if I want to see Kurt Elling, you know, I got to pay $80 and I only get to see him for an hour and a half. That's right. That's right. And you're on the lawn at the Hollywood Bowl. Right. And I can't buy a drink. Well, I guess you could technically buy the wine, but you know what I mean? It's not in a bar. It's not close up. You don't get to talk to him. Yeah, yeah. Chicago. Oh, man. The same joy you're saying that I have when I sing, that guy, he embodies that. Yeah. He embodies that. I mean, you can just see the pure, the whole physical, his whole body just lights up. Was it that experience that sort of flipped a switch in you and said, okay, that this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to be an artist. I think that had already occurred. It just took a gradual turn where I didn't know what voice I had. Part of the art program that I was in, they would kind of remind you, hey, I know, I know you like Erica Badu. And one of my professors actually told me that. He said, I know that because... You're trying to sing like her every time you open your mouth. (laughs) And I said, well, you know, and he said, we have to find your voice. And I said, this is my voice. Like, this is how I sing. This is what I do. And he's like, (laughs) (laughs) and he's like, but, but, but you're not feeling the lyrics because you're just trying to style what you're saying as Erica Badu. And so I literally had to. Wise professor right there. Yes. And so I had to unlearn my musical influences and just try to sing the messaging so that what would come out would be me. Yeah. And so that took some time. So even I listen to demos now of songs I did a long time ago, and it's just me mimicking. When did you start writing? So the writing probably started when I was in middle school because boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's, so hey, we're gonna, look, we're gonna we're, go we're, with that. We're being honest. That's why I started writing too. So, yeah. Not boys, but yeah, right, yeah, right. yeah. Um, but the actual, you know, recording and writing of songs and all that happened in Chicago because I had access 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. but yeah, in, in terms of writing poems, I'm a very good writer. I like to say that, not to boast, but I really love writing mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and I do well at it. And so I used to write all kinds of things and put melody to them and hide them. Yeah. But then I started yeah. recording them by the time I was in Chicago and felt good as a performer. So you're you're one of those types of writers that you just can't help it. It has to come out, right? It has to come out. Uh, I recently lost my dad. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, and I wrote kind of a synopsis of each day from the day I found out that he died that whole week up until his funeral. And I haven't shared it, mm. uh, but I needed to write it. So it's kind of just musically I always need to write how I feel. That's the same thing I feel about just emotions in general. I have to get it down. 2019 was a big year. You uh, released a record. And the record is Fireworks and Ocean Waves. Congratulations. Thank you. It's my first solo debut. I I did release an album uh, when I was in the duo, Tanique. Okay. And that was called The Life and Times of Love. And... Yeah, so it's been nice to have have my own project out there. I didn't realize this was a debut. So this is more this than solid, this is a landmark debut. moment for it you. It is. That's it is. exciting. <laughs> One of the songs that you want to play for me next, you've mm-hmm. got slated to release as a single uh, yes. in the new year, and that's uh, just so you know. Just so you know, we did a remix of it. I love Latin jazz, and I just feel like it's just not out there enough. I want to create something that has the soulful melody that's still kind of my voice. But I want to put this really great Latin rhythm over it. And so Mm. that's what this remix is. And it's a lot of fun. Nice, nice. (laughs) So this song has existed in a lot of different iterations, too. It has, yeah. yeah. On the album, you'll hear a more um, stripped-down version of it, more studio-produced track. But this one is, you know... Yeah. <laughs> it's Latin jazzy. You got it. Yeah, yeah, got it. How about we uh, invite Hubie Wong back in on guitar and let's hear this acoustic version of your uh, soon-to-be-released single, Yes, Just So You Know. So this is Music Carolyn performing Just So You Know on Joy Sounds. It's cool, so 
just so you know whether or not you say I love you too. I love you, 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 I love you. Just so you know whether or not you say I love you too. I love you. And that was Just So You Know, performed by Music Carolyn. I was talking with a Joy Sounds listener the other day, and they said that it feels like we've really built a unique music community of fans and artists around the show. I was so pleased to hear this, and I completely agree. I hope you consider being a part of it and supporting Joy Sounds. All you have to do is visit patreon.com slash joysoundsmusic. Once again, that's patreon.com slash joysoundsmusic and subscribe on a monthly basis to the show. Any amount helps tremendously as all funding goes towards the expenses of producing the show. By supporting Joy Sounds, you'll become an integral part of this wonderful music community we have. Thank you for listening, and thank you so much for your support. Let's get back to the conversation with Music Carolyn. And that was Music Carolyn performing Just So You Know. What was the background in writing it? Did you did you have a specific story in mind or a person in mind? Oh, let's do this. Okay. <laughs> um, Not to pry, but then again, I I'm mean, going to pry. Yeah. Yeah. I'll generally say there's always this trepidation to tell to be the first one to say I love you. Mm. It's just you know even we hear JoJo and PJ Morton their song. Yeah. You know if you love me, just say so. Well, how? How arrogant is that? Why are you not the one saying, I love you? Why, why, why would we force someone else to tell us to validate our feelings? Be sure, yeah. Right? Yeah. And so just so you know is this kind of radical idea that you don't need someone else to initiate that because you're asking for exactly what you could give. Yeah. Just be the first person to say, I love you. Yeah. Whether or not they say it back, you know what your feelings are. So just share them. There's that moment where you're in this relationship. It's a new relationship. You don't know who's going to be the first one to say, are we together? Or are we, <laughs> are you exclusive? Or uh, are you dating someone else? Or right. And it just sums it up by just saying, listen, just so you know, I love you. Like yeah. we're here. I'm here. 
I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't know what else you're doing. <laughs> but I need to tell you that I love you. And so yeah. that's what this was about. I just want people to get comfortable with saying that. You were telling me as we were setting up for today's session that uh, you recently had a medical procedure that threatened maybe <laughs> your maybe your vocal yeah, ability, yeah, yeah. yeah? Um I had nodules on my thyroid. It's mm. a very um common thing. Most people don't know they have them because they haven't got a CT scan mm. and for mm. somebody to tell them. But I had nodules on my thyroid. They were growing very rapidly and I had to make a decision. Do you remove them? It, it, it started affecting my ability to breathe. It oh. had started affecting my ability to even sing. I could literally feel them when I could sing. And it was kind of like, like just having a hand around my neck all the time. Okay. And mm. I went to my endocrinologist and she said, yeah, you either remove them or we just keep watching them until you wake up one day and maybe you can't breathe, you know, very well or what have you. And I said, okay. Wow, those don't sound like two attractive options. No, 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 no. no. But I mean, it, it literally can obstruct your windpipe. And that's what it was doing for me. Wow. So I had to make a decision. Was I going to trust God? I am a Christian. I said, you know, I feel like God has given me this gift to share. But if I don't do something about this, I'm not going to be able to sing anyway. Mm. And so the decision is, do you wait and see or do you go and try to get it fixed and take care of your body and take care of your health? And so I made that decision. I found a surgeon and I said, I'm going to do this. What they don't tell you is when they get you in that room and you make that surgery date, they scare you. They let you know about all the things that, that can happen to your voice. You could rupture a vocal cord. You could lose the ability to hold your pitch. You could lose the ability to even speak. Wow. And it was a very scary moment because I literally had to say, if this gift is something I'm supposed to share, then I'll be okay. Mm. If it's not, I better put out an album before this surgery. All right. <laughs> and quite honestly. Which, which is, you which did. Which is what I did. Yeah. But quite honestly, I think it kind of pushed me uh, knowing that I may not be able to sing next year. And that's on both sides. If I don't get the surgery, the nodules may grow and I may have a, a vocal rupture just from that. Or if I get the surgery, they may sever something and I may not be able to sing. So I feel like fireworks and ocean waves was also kind of this forced thing. Like you better get it out because you don't know what's going to happen next year. Honestly, I didn't tell many people sure. at all. Yeah. I, uh, I didn't even explain it fully to my mother. I didn't explain it to most of my friends because I didn't want to have to explain how I felt because I was so, so much a wreck. Yeah. And I didn't yeah. want to be comforted about something that hadn't happened yet, if, if that makes sense. I get it. Yeah, I get it. You yeah. don't want so many people to be like, oh, Lord, she may not be able to sing. <laughs> and then your mindset is so stuck on that, you can't even accept that. What if you are able to sing and everything will be okay? Yeah. So I wanted to rest with that in my head, and so I did. And so after I came out and everything was great, I was like, okay, very grateful. And you're juggling a music career. A career as a music industry professional, which we yes. might talk about a little yes. bit here, mm -hmm. as well as being a full-time mom. <laughs> because you, you've got twins yes. and a girl, right? Twin yes. boys and a girl. Oh, my yes. goodness. Yes, I have twin boys that are five years old. They both speak very loudly. <laughs> they climb on things. And there's no shy twin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's not that. <laughs> and then my eight-year-old daughter is an entrepreneur who wants to sell smoothies. And every time there is any kind of kidpreneur event, she's like, sign me up. Mom. She's leading the charge, huh? Sell my smoothies. And she counts her money. So, yeah, I got a lot 
my very busy and, and it just requires that you carve out time and you protect it with your life you know and you say this is my time and you get the dad and the grandparents and the friends and you get everybody to hey this is my time right here can yeah. y'all take them at that time because yeah. they need community and i don't ever want to make them think that I'm always going to be there for everything. Somebody will be there. Daddy may be there. Family may be there. Friends may be there. But I'm not always going to be there. You can't just kind of go, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll get to my practicing or my songwriting or my recording when I get time. Right. It won't no, happen. No, no. You got to make time. But I think the being faced with the possibility that I wouldn't be able to do it kind of also made me own that. You know what I mean? Why, why do I have to wait until somebody tells me you may not be able to to force myself into doing it. Yeah. yeah that yeah. was unfair to myself. So I'm glad that I kind of chose chose me over the mantle of yes. being the all-encompassing mom. <laughs> I will say this. I, I've been with a group of moms. There's 12 of us. We met in breastfeeding class. <laughs> I don't know if that's TMI, but oh, well, <laughs> now y'all know. Um, <laughs> and we have been friends all this time. And it's been such a gift to know that all of them have issues and problems and things that they just don't want to do as a mom. Yeah. And they do some things really great and they don't do other things really great. And all of their kids do really stupid stuff sometimes. Like, it's been such a gift to remind myself, girl, you ain't got to do everything because these kids can't come here with their own ball of wax. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I had to decide that their behavior is not just based on what I do for them. They are little people and they really do make choices from a very young age that make no sense. <laughs> 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 like I cannot control yeah. everything that they do. And yeah. once I kind of came to that notion, I was like, okay, you'll be all right now. How has being a mom changed you as an artist? Oh, man. So this has also been kind of an art. When I was, you know, I had my first, my, my daughter, um, I didn't want to do music anymore. I Is that right? I didn't sing. Yeah. I didn't sing for a good probably two years. And I mean, beyond lullabies to her. <laughs> yeah, right. But in terms of pursuing recording and doing all the things that at the time my husband and I had done together. I didn't want to do any of that. I just wanted to create the best life possible for her. And what that meant at the time was only doing things for her. It almost seemed like cheating if I were to put her down or, you know, yeah. get a sitter to go and record or to go and do something. I felt like I was not there for her. Yeah. Um, but then after a while, I started realizing I'm not a very happy person without this aspect of my life. Mm. If I don't get into it some kind of way, I'm going to be lost. And so that turned into singing again at church and, and finding ways to still be musical. And then obviously over time, I said, OK, no, I really need all of it. <laughs> I need yeah. to record. I need to be in an ensemble. I need to be able to write my own songs. I need to be able to support other people doing their own songs. So I've been a crazy person these last three or four years <laughs> doing yeah. all of those things. And yeah. it's been great. As a fellow parent, as mm -hmm. a person in the parent club, um, <laughs> I just want to say I get it. It's an interesting journey that you kind of almost lose yourself to find yourself. Mm -hmm. I think the one thing that has helped me so much is now when they characterize me, they characterize me as a singer. They characterize me about, you know, the things that I like. They know I like flamingos. They know my favorite color is purple. They know I love Hawaii. Mm -hmm. Sometimes mm -hmm. I take them, sometimes I don't. <laughs> 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 and it's been a gift to know that because I want them, if they can see that I'm this multi-layered person, 
who likes different things and kind of does her own thing sometimes, then they can become that that person. And I don't want to raise people pleasers. I know yeah. that sounds crazy, but I don't want to raise people pleasers. They they have to deal with that at school where yeah. they have to get the grade and they have to follow all the rules and then blah, 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 blah. I want them to come home and say, yeah, I don't want to talk right now. Like it's been the hardest thing to tell my daughter to answer a question. And then she's like, I don't want to talk. And for me to be like, you taught her that she shouldn't be forced <laughs> to speak. <laughs> and I'm like pulling my own hair out like yeah. she better say something. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. I'm trying to teach her that because if she she's not going to have that opportunity when she gets older, nobody's going to tell her it's okay not to speak right now. Yeah. I have to let her do it while she's in my house. That's hard. Yes. <laughs> yes, but thank you. I I'm I feel like I'm getting parenting advice from Music <laughs> Carolyn today. So thank you so much. I appreciate yeah. that. Your love and affinity for Hawaii, did that influence the title of the record? Of course. Okay, I thought so. I thought so. Of course. People look at Hawaii as this, you know, paradise place or whatever, but sometimes you fall out of a kayak in the middle of the ocean, <laughs> which I did on Oahu a few years back. And it was this epiphany for me because I had always taken, you know, people always say, never turn your back to the ocean. And I had always kayaked uh, on Kauai. I kayaked the Wailua River and just always did all these water related things in Kauai and never had much fear. And <laughs> when that happened, when I fell out of that kayak in the middle of the ocean, my daughter was in, in the guide kayak thank god i just had this thing like man you've been taking this thing for granted you don't realize this is life or death out here and that's how i see love that's how i see relationships it's a delicate balance it is not something that's always going to give you <laughs> that smooth ride up the wild river where you yeah. go watch the waterfall and the paradise blah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> no it is a freaking ocean that's right <laughs> and it comes with waves and currents and really hard times i just wanted to sing about the good times and be in the middle of them, but also sing about the not so good times and be in the middle of them. Mm. And that's what the songs on the album are for. For you to just be in whatever you're in, but know that there may be a storm on the horizon every year. Somebody, especially in Kauai, those waves overcome people. What's ahead for music, Carolyn? So we're gonna release this single, just so you know. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping to do these really cool concerts this summer. Mm. And by cool, I mean different. Um, again, you can tell from fireworks and ocean waves. You can tell by my love of Hawaii that I love the outdoors and I really want to perform outside of these black box theaters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to be able to sit next to a tree or sit next to a stream or next to a waterfall and share my music. And so that's in the works right now and I'm going to do it. The level <laughs> of what I do and where to find me, I will share with you guys. So please follow me, like me, all yeah. these things. We'll share that stuff. It's a flow. It's a mood. And you can't have a flow and a mood like making somebody sit in a seat two inches <laughs> from the next person and then no windows. How can you? My, my music has windows. Why are there no windows? This has been just a fantastic way to spend a day having a conversation yes, with you. Thank, thank you. Chris. I really appreciate thank it. Thank you. It's yeah. been so nice. Yeah. And you have large windows. The Joy Sound Studio has large windows. Yes, we too, do. So yeah, I'm we very know we, be we believe in windows here too. Yeah. <laughs>
That's for sure. And would it be okay if I ask you and uh, Hubie to play another song? Yes, let's let's please do it. Thank you. Thanks to Hubie for playing guitar. But we'll follow you. We can't wait to uh, hear you play outdoors or yes. with some windows, uh, with <laughs> right. a waterfall. At How least we'll... windows. Yeah, yeah. Whatever the setting is going to be, we're, we're going to be there for you. Okay? Thank you. So I'm at Music Carolyn on all platforms. And then um, thank you, Joy Sounds listeners. You get to, You get the good stuff. You get the live music. You get the talk. You get all the good stuff. So thank, thank you. you, Chris. Yeah, oh, my pleasure. So to wrap up today's show, this is I See Me and You, performed by Music Carolyn on Joy Sounds. Follow Joy Sounds wherever you listen to podcasts 
Also, follow us on all social media platforms using the handle at Joy Sounds Music. Are you an artist who would like to be on the show? Visit the contact page of our website at joysoundsmusic.com for more information. Until next time, this is Joy Sounds, music you need to know. <laughs>